For over six months, thousands of asylum seekers and their children have been living in a makeshift tent city along the U.S.-Mexico border. The Trump administration requires Central American migrants to wait in Mexico while their asylum cases are being considered. Helen Perry works with Global Response Management. It's a nonprofit providing free medical care at this camp, and she says the living conditions there are dire. The reality is, is that we have a refugee camp currently at the U.S.-Mexico border. That's unprecedented. Some people say the Remain in Mexico policy is creating a new form of family separation. WBEZ's Maria Inasamudio reports from the camp in Matamoros, Mexico. (laughs) On my first day back in Matamoros, I encountered a horrible scene. A mother carrying her unconscious daughter out of the camp and into a cab. They took a cab because ambulances don't come here. I met several mothers at the camp. They're all trying to make life as normal as they can for their families. Teresa is one of them. She was frying chicken inside a makeshift kitchen. She's one of over 2,500 asylum seekers living here. Living here is really difficult because we don't have running water. There are no working toilets either. And when it rains, it gets so muddy that migrants have to walk barefoot because their shoes get stuck in the mud. The poor living conditions are especially difficult for kids. There's no school. They don't get to play freely because their parents are terrified they'll be kidnapped. And kids often get sick. Volunteer doctors treat dozens of children every day with an array of illnesses like respiratory and gastrointestinal problems. These conditions are forcing some parents, like Teresa, to make difficult decisions. Earlier this month, in a moment of desperation, Teresa sent her 13-year-old son across the border, alone, as an unaccompanied minor. He told me, Mom, I don't want to be here. We're suffering here. Send me with my uncle. Ask him if he'll take me in. Teresa and her son had been living in the camp for four months. They're seeking asylum because they face violence in Honduras. Her son is now living in a shelter in New York. She hopes he will be released soon to live with his uncle in Virginia. I met another mother, Ana Sanchez. She's a mother of four and has been living here in Matamoros for six months. She was sweeping outside her tent where she now lives alone. I would hear my children crying inside the tent. She's from El Salvador and fleeing violence. Her youngest daughter is three years old and she regularly got sick in Matamoros. She was diagnosed with pneumonia, diarrhea, and even chickenpox. When Sanchez was sent back to the camp after her last court hearing, she decided her children didn't have to suffer with her. I made the decision and it was hard for me. I didn't send them because I wanted to, but because I was forced. I don't want to be sent back with them. She walked them to the bridge and saw them cross the border alone. She cried watching her four children leave her. They're 15, 12, 6, and 3 years old. They were housed in a detention center and later in a shelter for a month. They're now living with their father in Houston. Sanchez says the children are doing much better. Three of them are enrolled in school and they're all healthy. Every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to sleep, I think about them. Maybe they won't think about it, but I hope one day they'll understand why I did this. 
I spoke with many parents who send their kids across the border alone, and other parents who are planning to do the same. Most of them didn't know about reports of sexual abuse in shelters where unaccompanied minors live, or about the seven children who died last year while in immigration custody. But even after I told them about it, they asked me, what would you do? They asked if your child kept getting sick and wasn't going to school for months and you couldn't go back to your own country. What would you do? Maria Inés Amudio, WBEZ News.